Hey everyone, welcome back to Open Eyes. And today I just wanted to talk about the back end of things. It could be just the behind the scenes of your life. It could be the behind the scenes of a work project. It could be behind the scenes of a school project, of a school classroom, a group of friends, any kind. And I feel like people that see us as a person in the disability community never know what's going behind the scenes or in case never know how it started people may ask how did you become legally blind was it from birth was it from an accident was it from something tragic happened in your life and you always try to figure out how can i explain how i became legally blind i feel like i struggle explaining myself not because i don't educate myself or i don't know what to say it's more on the aspect of how do i say it how can i say that educates the other person how can i cover all the questions they have well for me it's more on the aspect of still accepting it since only being in this community for five years so far i've learned to accept my disability because i know that there's no cure There is some sort of genetic testing, um, genetic forms, but for my form of retinitis pigmentosa, there is no cure. So having to accept that, plus having to accept, oh, I have to change my form of living, my form of acting, and my form of just myself. So how can I explain that to myself, and how can I find that way to accept it? I have found a positive outlook how i can use my disability as an advantage maybe some people may think oh you have a disability there are some things you can't do some things you can do but also people always look oh she is legally blind she cannot do anything anymore but our journey and our way of being in the disability community is always proving someone wrong but always having to prove like more for ourselves, more for our self-worth, and also for our confidence. That's a thing that us in the disability community always lack. Why should we be so confident when we have something that's weighing us down? That's what people think about us being in a disability community, also being legally blind. How can we find ways to prove them? Yes, we can still do everything and anything us uh, sighted people do. Why should you not live your life to the fullest? Why shouldn't you do things that you love to do? And why shouldn't you just live your life normally as just a normal person? The only main thing you just can't do is drive, but you could always find other ways to make yourself accommodated through any situation. How can we find a way to show people that we are still confident we still can do a normal like nine to five job we can still get an education we do have some like road bumps but we still get things done and how can we prove that to others
Here are some challenges that I have faced throughout being in the legally blind community over five years. The main one is transportation. The reason is that in my hometown, there is no transportation and no public transportation. So always having to rely on a family member or someone close by. Another issue has been getting some access. It could be um, education-wise or it could be work-wise. For my issue has been work-wise. is more likely explaining my disability to an employer. Also explaining it to a boss. But also when arriving, arriving with my, um, my own transportation and their not understanding why I need a certain type of transportation. Having to explain myself over and over, but still not getting accepted. That is a big problem in the disability community with access. Having accessing transportation, resources, and other forms of equipment as well. It could be technology, or it can just be simple everyday life equipment. And some other form of transportation that people mainly stereotype is that we always use sunglasses indoors and outdoors and we use a white cane. Those are the two models that we use as a person being blind or legally blind. What sighted folks have seen that we have low capacity of moving ourselves to one point A to point B. But with our orientation and mobility training given by your education, your regular schooling, or um, a school from the blind, or other forms of training we use to get ourselves to point A to point B. But when a sighted person sees us walking with our white cane or being sighted guided or also having a guide dog, they think, oh, that person needs help and mainly would grab us by the arm and take us to point A to point B when we are mostly capable of doing it ourselves. I feel like in being in the disability community and mostly seeing that it's okay to help but also ask, not just force us to have that help. When that is why we try to enforce people asking us and also asking information over our disability because everyone can see differently. We all don't just see pitch black. I feel like I have talked about a little bit about the challenges, but also there's a lot of pros being in the disability community, also in the legally blind and blind community. I feel like we have an extra form of confidence since we know that we have to rely on our other senses of our five senses. For me, a big one has been my memory has overtaken my sight. For some other people, it could be hearing, touch. Mostly in the community, it's more touch. And since learning Braille or other forms of textures have helped to obtain the sighted part of their five senses. For me, a memory change has been that I have upgraded my memory being able to remember from birth all the way up to now. 
even knowing certain details that I cannot see, but I still remember. For some people, it could be color, it could be shapes, or it can just be memories from their childhood. For me, knowing how to advocate for myself is a big part of a pro. Being able to speak up about my disability and having that extra volume of voice in my community is always a big help, not just for me, but for others in this community. How I've seen it is that I have to deal with this disability and it's not going to stop me from doing things that I love, but also it's going to empower me to do other things that I've never thought of doing and one forms is that I've always wanted to ha- ski, and that's been one of my bucket lists. And I was able to do that as ad- adapted skiing. For most people, that is one form of dreams. I feel like since being diagnosed as legally blind, I've been more adventurous, wanting to be more of an adrenaline junkie than I ever thought of. For most people, it's a depression when being diagnosed at a certain age. A certain point of their life or being known that their uh, condition is progressive and slowly slowly the vision will disappear and they'll become blind that is one of my fears as being diagnosed as a progressive disease of retinitis pigmentosa but for others it could be quicker or can other be for others it can be slower like mine in my case I've only lost a few um, degrees of my vision of my right eye and still knowing that I have a progressive uh, diagnosis is always still alarming. But it's always so exciting because you never know what the outcome is going to be. And also you feel more and more confident because you will know that you're going to have to rely on other forms of modifying your life for yourself but also knowing that you'll get through it in any form from just support from yourself or from other peers and family members it's been a big plus knowing that i was diagnosed at an earlier age at early age but also it's been a very positive and i've always been a positive person just this makes me more have a positive outlook and always not knowing what's going to come next is always a big plus too. To wrap up my reflection of these past five years being legally blind is that I always never thought that this would happen so soon at the age of 17 And now being 23 and still educating myself over my diagnosis, over retinitis pigmentosa, over my rare disease, and still finding my outlook on the community of of those three. Having the support of rare diseases and also the disability community is always a help because I always try to find people with retinitis pigmentosa and always seeing what their tips are. It could be um, technology, it could be everyday life, it could be just self-care, any forms of how they managed throughout their lives. 
It could be when they were born with retinitis pigmentosa. It could be that they were diagnosed later in life, like I was, or just finding tips to help me just recover, also process how they process it, knowing their stories, how they manage it, helps me see a lighter outlook on I will get through it and how I see myself knowing that it's going to be okay and knowing the positive outlook on life. Yes, there's always downfalls and emotions get in the way, but knowing that with a positive outlook that you will know you'll get through it and find ways for yourself, you can go to Facebook with support groups. Also, um, Googling your diagnosis, just knowing more for yourself in simpler terms than medical. Finding stories of others, maybe through YouTube or through podcasts from other people's stories, their life experiences. So I hope that y'all liked this podcast, just me reflecting these past five years on having diagnosis of retinitis pigmentosa. So make sure to like, subscribe, rate on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Welcome to Open Eyes. Hey everyone, welcome to Open Eyes. Hey everyone, welcome to Open Eyes. Hey everyone. Hi, my name is Alexis Lugo, and I want y'all to join me on my journey of educating myself with retinitis pigmentosa, but also hearing my story as I go and figuring out how to navigate life with such a 360 change at the age of 17. If you feel like hearing more about my journey and my podcast, please subscribe, rate, and learn more over on Spotify or Apple Podcast.